0: The first question is from Singapore, um, Celeste, I'm sorry if I call your name wrong. Um, Good day, Ajan. Thank you for your time. My new house has a lot of mosquitoes, sandflies, moths, flying termites, and a lot of bugs, and recently a rat visited, which has greatly been causing nuance. The sight of them has scared and disgusted me, and I am also the one who got bitten really badly in the house whereas other family members seem to be fine. I wonder by setting up all the moth traps, mozzie traps, rat traps, is it considered as breaking the precept of not intentionally killing living beings? If not, is there any suggestion of how to deal with so many bugs and still not cause harm to lives? They have always caused me to startle and scream. I have always wanted to stay near nature and chose to stay in level one in this housing project with lots of plantation, but did not expect such an issue. I am grateful for having this house, but have been in a dilemma if I should keep the traps or remove it.
1: Firstly, anu moutana in that you have a beautiful house amongst the plantation or forest. And so you're from singapore so the uh, the government should uh, be controlling the mosquitoes in the general public and so you shouldn't have uh, too much of a problem with it but because you said you do it must mean that maybe you're in an area that the government has overlooked and hasn't done anything about um, But you can find skillful methods in order to catch these mosquitos and release them. Uh, in terms of the uh, flying termites, uh, those you do have to catch because if they drop their wings and uh, these termites will end up damaging your, your house, uh, will damaging the wood in the house uh, for the rats. They, you can do it and catch them in the way that you don't kill them and later you can release them uh, elsewhere in the monastery there's also problems like this Uh, and so they do cause a bit of a nuisance but we ourselves think that they're coming to bother us but the insects and animals themselves they think that they are just trying to search for food and just trying to live and survive they're not thinking they want to bother us Um, but we do have to uh, try to live in a way that we can reduce this uh, problem or nuisance um, by using our wisdom and so we can set out traps that later we can release them uh, so, in the monastery, there's a, they have a big monitor lizard, that's right, monitor lizard, and uh, it would eat up the fish in the, the ponds in the monastery. And so, lay people would come and release some fish in this pond, and uh, the the monitor lizard would end up eating the fish. And so, Venerable Ajahn Anand thought to himself that People are coming to release the fish there in the monastery because they think they will be safe uh, from harm Uh, and the fish themselves may be thinking that uh, why can't they protect us uh, and help us and so we did end up catching these monitor lizards because they'd come and eat the fish and release them elsewhere Uh, and so the home as well you have to keep reasonably clean and Uh, free from diseases. In terms of Sila, the precepts, uh, the first precept of killing, intentionally killing living beings, uh, this is you are intentionally reducing their lifespan. uh, But if you catch them and release them elsewhere, then that isn't considered harming them or breaking the precept, and so you can do that. But you have to be careful as well not to to kill them, Uh, you shouldn't be using traps that maybe use glue or something sticky that the rat may end up being stuck there and being unable to be released. So there's also the traps for pigeons as well that some people use, that use the glue and they aren't able to be re- released, and so those uh, you shouldn't do, and they are dangerous to the animal. So find a trap that is the, the being, the insect or animal, can be released later. So as for the termites, they can uh, eat and destroy the, the wood. Uh, so what do you, do you do? They destroy the wood in the house. Uh, whether you can catch and release them all uh, may be difficult. Um, they may eat the the wood and the posts or foundations of the house. Probably in Singapore you don't have uh, wood posts like that, but in Thailand they do. So the monks' kutis, the huts, uh, must be protected. Otherwise, the termites will come and eat them, eat the wood there, and then it will be a big problem so firstly to try to protect against that not let that happen whether it's using some sprays so that termites won't come and live there uh, in that dwelling but if they live there already then what to do you need to find a ways to get them to uh, move out or uh, move from there um, and not having that intention to to kill them uh, the intention is what is this sila or this quality of sila um, moral conduct so if a monk is taking medicines maybe for uh, worms maybe inside their uh, intestines or stomach then they don't have the thought that they want to kill those worms, but they have the thought that they're taking the medicine so that they can maintain their health, they can be free from sickness. And so uh, there is also the sila, the moral conduct of a sotapanna, a stream enterer. So there's a story in the time of the Buddha where there was a wife of one hunter, and this wife came from a very rich family, they said she lived in a mansion a very uh, high status family but there was a hunter who was trading in the market and she saw the hunter and fell in love and then Rajan Anand said that reading this story maybe questioned whether it really happened like that someone from a very rich wealthy family uh, falling in love with a, a hunter like that, who whose occupation or work was to kill. Um, and so the uh, woman saw this hunter, fell in love, and uh, didn't ask the parents whether they would accept him because they, she knew that they wouldn't. And so eloped uh, with this hunter, took her things, belongings, and left and later also had children, possibly was three children, if remembered correctly. Um, but later on, this uh, wife, she listened to Dhamma, was interested in it, and practiced Dhamma, and attained to Sotapanna, stream entry. Um, but this uh, husband had the occupation, the uh, work to, to kill living beings, and that's how he supported his family. Uh, and so, would have uh, arrows or spears and bait that he would take into the forest. And it was the wife's duty that she had to organize and prepare these weapons uh, and the food the bait used to catch the animals. But she was a sotapanna, And the Buddha said that uh, she, she was a sotapanna, And so there was a bit of a uh, conflict or discussion amongst the others whether this was possible or not uh, and that she could actually just support the you know killing of living beings by preparing the weapons and the baits but not actually and still be a sotapanna uh, so the Buddha uh, asked this uh, lady the wife that what were your intention and thought when you were doing this when you're preparing these weapons and bait and the wife said it was just her duty to do so Uh, the husband has the occupation to uh, look after the family to support the family and even though it was through killing but she herself had no intention that she wanted those living beings to die uh, at all Um, and but it was something that she had to do as her duty and so this jetana this intention is this quality of sila so one has to establish minds well uh, one's own mind well in sila Um, and sometimes one is unable to to avoid the killing of living beings just like if someone's driving a car and then maybe on a rainy day or, or going to different places there's small insects that are going to collide with the windscreen with the car and die from that and they don't have an intention to kill those living beings they're just uh, driving because they need to get to certain places and uh, for their livelihood and so for someone to say then or they don't want to drive at all so that no insects will die then and that is true Uh, but then uh, they won't be able to maintain their livelihood and live in a in a way that is is at ease or conducive and so it is also the karma of living beings that they have to receive the karma of uh, or the results of their actions Uh, but one doesn't have any intention at all to to kill and so one should establish one's uh, intentions correctly uh, don't do so in a way that it lets don't think in a way that it lets the mind uh, drop uh, be lowered and so in the beginning it might be hard to understand but later on one gains more understanding then one's mind can be firmly established and have the quality of equanimity and won't doesn't have the intention at all to kill living beings and also to continue on with that uh, story of the hunter and the wife the buddha saw that uh, the the hunter and the the child had potential and so they had entered the net of the buddha's compassion and so uh, the buddha saw that they were able to attain to sotapanna, and the buddha went to go uh, instruct them or teach them uh, and the hunter, the husband, was in the forest and had caught an animal in a trap. And the Buddha went, released that animal and took its place. And so, when the husband saw the, the hunter saw that uh, that this samana, this renunciant or the monk had let go, let the, his catch or his prey go, then he took his arrow in order to shoot. The Buddha. But with the power of the Buddha's abilities, psychic abilities, that he was stuck in his place and he couldn't release the arrow and was stuck like that. And then at home, the wife had seen that the hunter had not come back and so sent her child to go look at what had happened. Uh, And the child had seen that the dad was about to shoot this uh, the monk the buddha and so went back to tell the uh, the, the mother and then uh, the mother quickly came and saw the husband stuck in this stance with an about to shoot the, the arrow uh, to the buddha and she knew straight away that that was the the buddha and so she cried out that uh, don't shoot my father uh, and the husband and the child had never seen her father before, and so were very surprised at this—that this was her father. And, and the mind of the hunter uh, was more uh, relaxed or lowered, sorry, more relaxed, and had let go of the intention to harm. And so then the Buddha taught the the hunter and the child, and the hunter attained to sotapanna, and. If I remember correctly, the child as well attained to sotapanna, uh, And with that attainment, the hunter stopped uh, his into any killing living beings. He uh, stopped his, his livelihood of, of killing, being a hunter, because he had seen the drawbacks in, in that occupation and in, in killing. Uh, so this hunter did have the virtues, the uh, noble potential, But because of his karmic results, he had taken up that occupation of being a hunter. But when he saw the drawbacks, the dangers of that, then he let go of that uh, intention to kill and gave up that occupation. So in conclusion, then, this Jetana, this intention is sila. And so we should think of it in just the right appropriate amount, don't think too much about it, otherwise it will be a cause for suffering to arise.
0: The next question is from Malaysia, um, from uh, Ms. Osasim. Dear Ajahn, during my meditation practice, I experienced calmness and stillness without any thoughts. Should I continue in this state? Thank you Ajahn. Saru, Saru, Saru. So
1: this training of the mind, we're seeing the drawbacks uh, of thought or thinking of the mind that proliferates the drawbacks of ignorance, craving and attachment. When we meet and experience a sense object that we like, that pleases us, that is pleasurable, then the mind will proliferate. There will be kama tanha, sensual craving, will be pleased in that object, bawa tanha, that we want to get that object more. Or if there's disliking arising, there's vipawa tanha, where we don't want uh, it that object So, we constantly are meeting with these three types of craving of tanha. Uh, And from ignorance then that conditions, uh, karmic formations, it leads to uh, sense contact, there's feelings arising from that contact, whether it's pleasurable uh, or painful or neither pleasurable or painful, these feelings arise and that causes craving to arise and then attachment and becomes the cause for suffering to arise. And so the mind that doesn't have peacefulness, that doesn't have calm, uh, this mind will follow these uh, sense objects or the the, uh, aramana. And so we're coming here to train the mind to develop peace we're coming on this retreat in order to develop this to train our minds so we want to lessen or to have our thoughts reduce and reduce and in its place will come up a feeling of coolness peace uh, this coolness we can say is also a rapture arising so there's this rapture arising and then a feeling of in a fullness of heart or bliss, uh, we will, f- we may feel very cool inside our heart and a feeling of peace. The body and mind feel very light. Uh, and so, this we can use to contemplate then into rupa and nama, material and mental phenomena, and see it clearly. But if one has a lot of peace, uh, then they may be deluded to think that this is the path and fruits of Nibbāna. Uh, so that then can be a type of defilement, a, a very refined defilement, and it can obstruct our uh, practice or, or our path of Dhamma but this peace is the type that it's maybe many months on end lasting or maybe for a whole year we have this peace. But if one has wisdom, then they'll know that this is in regards to samadhi. Uh, And they will then use the samadhi in order to see rupa and nama clearly, to have wisdom arise, just like Venerable uh, Anya Kodanya He had a very firm uh, samādhi, but he saw that that was not the path in order to free oneself from all suffering. Uh, And so when he heard then the teaching from the Buddha, he contemplated and saw into rūpa and nāma as being not-self, and he knew then that was the path, and so he was the first a noble disciple then of the Buddha so we should uh, keep practicing this path uh, regularly and this will lead us to see the truth so samadhi the development of samadhi it leads to the good result of having wisdom arise and the wisdom that is developed well will lead to insight or knowledge Lead to vimuti, liberation and freedom from suffering. And so, this samadhi that arises comes from this uh, solid or good base of sila that's been developed well. So, Venerable Nanan gives his Anumodana to you uh, and all the others, the many that also have experienced this type of uh, calmness and stillness. Um, and we can see that. There's much less questions in this retreat or this on this today it shows that people's understanding has grown a lot and this is the good result coming from uh, dhamma practice that one's gained more understanding in the dhamma so may you keep continuing on your practice in this path and so when you can develop that peacefulness and calm then this will be used to learn about the truth seeing into And understanding rupa and nama as being something that arises, stays and then ceases. And this then one will see the Dhamma.